1: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble Responsible, you call 1-800-858-858. Yeah, welcome back to the second hour of the show. Actually, a bit of soccer chat just then with uh, Anthony Siebold here and uh, Paul Sirin, and we've got um, Celtic Rangers, as you heard on the uh, the news break um,
2: you, did you go up and have a chat to yeah. Ange Postacoglu up there and yeah. with, with Eddie? Yeah, we did. Um, we were playing Scotland uh, in Edinburgh for the start of the Six Nations and Ange um, had played uh, the Rangers um, yeah. a couple of days earlier. So Ange came across and had a coffee with us for a couple of hours. So, no, it's fantastic to, to hear um, his experiences over there and how when he went there. Like, no one knew who he was. And, uh, you know, now they're leading the table and uh, – sorry, on top of the table and – And, um, yeah, the supporters and and the fans there are just uh, going crazy for Ange.
1: Well, Cyril, at the top of the the hour, last hour, we spoke about that 1988 uh, Penrith-Balmain battle Mm. at Leichhardt Oval and blokes tipping on each other's Uh. heads and Izzard (laughs) impaling Benny Elias. That actually happens outside the ground a lot for a Celtic Rangers game between the fans. And so so. Is that the rivalry, is it? Yeah, Oh, yeah. mate. No. Well, it's, well, Kurt, yeah, it's insane.
0: Um, Curtis, yeah, Curtis is only – he's he's about 25 minutes from, from Liverpool where he's living in the UK. He's been to about five games at Anfield, and he said it's just – it's unbelievable. I'm trying to get tickets. It's, it's pretty difficult. It's, well, you
1: played over there back in the day. That, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, didn't, well I, I didn't play – The kangaroos. Club. Yeah, and, yeah,
0: that's right. But yeah, I didn't play club football over there, but um, just uh, – like he he he's always been a Liverpool fan for you know for the last last ten fifteen years or whatever. So he's but living so close to the mm. yeah uh, to the stadium too. He he just said he'd been there for two days and you know he went over and took photos of the the, the stadium. And then I think two nights later he was there when they they put four past Tottenham. Was that in November? They won four nil. They beat. sounds like something that happened to Tottenham. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Right. But he he, he loves it. He's a a huge, huge fan of the APL.
1: Well, hopefully he wakes up annoyed tomorrow because they're Mm. playing my team Newcastle overnight until later (laughs) tonight. So hopefully they get dusted 8-0. But no, that probably won't happen given how good Liverpool are at the moment. Let's get back to footy. And and Siebs is here with us, of course, here on Crunch Time. Thanks to Izuzu. Get a bit of a um, dive into your your coaching situation right now, um, Siebs, with Eddie Jones helping out the English rugby side. What would you say you've learnt the most transferring your knowledge in rugby league over to a totally different sport? Because that's what Eddie wanted from you, wasn't it? It was was fresh eyes not coming from your heavily infiltrated rugby union mind kind of having a look at things in another sport
2: well one thing that doesn't change is the coaching process so you know the how-to part of coaching and um you know the way you run your sessions the way you, you present in front of the players the feedback to give the players either individually or in a group setting so that doesn't change but obviously uh, learning uh, the x's and the o's was what i needed to do to start with now i've you know i've, I've spent a lot of time with with rugby union coaches over many years doing some shared learning and uh, played a little bit of rugby as a a kid, not a whole heap. um, But yeah, so that that was the first thing, you know, just making sure I'm across the X's and the O's. Biggest thing I learned was that in rugby, everything's a contest, you know, so every breakdown's a contest, every set piece is a contest. So um, yeah, that was the the biggest difference between uh, probably the continuity of rugby league.
1: Mm. Did you ever have a... Chance at rugby union? Mate, or? I
2: uh, I played one game in high school.
1: Uh, yeah. I
0: was
2: about sixteen and played fullback,
0: scored a couple of tries, but uh, that that was it. That was the end of my career. Well, just, I looked at it like that. I said,
1: "Carve well, up once
0: get, and then they'll do me." Can't rest. better it. How this? How this game? I played in one of those those charity games where it was half a game of league, half a game of rugby. Well, mate, we could not get the ball when we played because we played a, 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 a like a, the the old Wallabies or it was. Hmm. We couldn't get the ball off him. It was impossible to get the ball back. And just – and, mate, those that, rucks and balls, mate, they're not fun either. No. I'm not a fan of them. No. <laughs> I'd rather be in the in the centres or somewhere, I think. So.
1: It's, it's weird how professionalism – not weird, it's just, it's just life. Professionalism morphs a sport from one thing to another. And rugby league's obviously changed with the advent of bigger – more professionalism. And, and same with rugby union. What I would take in rugby union is the fact that <laughs> unfortunately for rugby union, there's too many blokes on the field now. Mm. Or too many players on the field because everyone's got bigger, stronger, faster. They haven't actually extended the sidelines. Do you get that feeling as well? There's that there's not a lot of space on a rugby union field as opposed to a rugby league field.
2: Yeah, you need to make space, there's no doubt about that. I mean, the physicality of the of the players, they are big men. And you're right that there's that extra, you know, two players on the field per team. So um yeah, you know, at times that's a little bit suffocating but the thing that I you know that really sort of opened my eyes is is how brave they are to put their head in the rucks and so on you know oh. I like it's you have got to be brave <laughs> to put your head over the ball um you know the, the scrums that they have they're they're full on contests um they're, they're good they're good professionals they've been really good to work with I've enjoyed working for Eddie and um, but it's really opened my eyes to to um, how different athletes prepare so it's all you know been great experience
1: with Eddie Eddie Jones obviously coached the wallabies before he's over there at England and he's He's a character that I read a bit of the British press, and yeah they it's easy for the English press to have an opinion about most things, and they definitely have one about Eddie Jones, whether it be good or bad or that it can be get a bit spiky between them. What about his actually his actual coaching? How would you frame him if you were to pin him up against a a character that's coaching in the NRL right now. Like you've worked under Craig Bellamy. Is it is it similarities in the way they go about things? They're
2: very similar. I mean, you know, they're, they're different personalities, but they're very similar the way they go about their work. They're, they're both brilliant coaches. That's, that's the first thing I'd say. But their work ethic and how thorough they are, um, both of them, um, that's, their, you know, that's really clear to see, you know, how mm-hmm. hard they work, how thorough they are. They're both very forensic, so you know, they really dive into – um, you know the the performance side of the physical side of the game with regards to GPS and so on as well. Um, but but Eddie's his ability to coach in the moment and his ability to I think um, uh, yeah like make you know, make the, the right call or right change in the moment is, is second to none. Uh, that's both at training and also um, you know during games. He's he's exceptionally good at that. So um, they're both fantastic coaches, both world class, and are no, really fortunate to to be in a situation where I've worked for for mm. and and now working for Eddie Jones who I've got immense respect for and he's been an international coach for you know best part of 20 years and you don't do that yeah. um you know very often at all we haven't seen that you know done very often so no it's been been a great experience
1: on that do you look at it now and see how Eddie's gone about his business always learning obviously you've got aspirations to get back into NRL coaching I'm assuming so am I yeah. well
2: yeah you're probably assuming there I'm not too sure I'm really focused on on doing this through to the World Cup and then um
1: seeing you know, where it takes you yeah
2: see where it takes me yeah
1: but the, the point I was going to make is did you look at that and how Eddie goes about and I was really interested in your comment about it coaching in the moment what, when things are happening you and you look back at your time with South and Brisbane and you go if, if I knew that then or I've seen a guy do that maybe that's something that you could take on board going forward or is it is it based on your personality it doesn't matter how much you try and learn along the way you, you're always going to revert to that personality when you're coaching
2: no I think you're you're crazy if you if you didn't go into that environment and try and learn off, off someone like Eddie. You know, there's 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 a whole heap of things that I learned off Craig Bellamy when I was down there, and there's a whole heap of things that I learned from my background, um, you know, as a school teacher and, and as a player. But you know, I've learned more with with Eddie as well. So, um, you yeah, know, there's there's lots of things that you know I think you know what if I was head coach again um, at whatever level, um, you know, I'd do this a little bit different, or I'd mm-hmm. add that you know particular um, you know framework to to what I already have. So no, it's been great learning experience. There's no doubt about that.
0: What was
1: Warren Ryan was Warren Ryan along those lines, Zero? Like yeah, as in uh, like some, meticulous?
0: Um school teacher. Yeah. You know. Um just yeah, he he was you knew he we stood with Warren too. He was uh you <laughs> I know, bet. <laughs> yeah, that sort of guy, you know. And he you know, it 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 called guys out, you know. again, a different whole different take on, on, on coaching and how mm. man management back in the eighties, how how they do it now too and uh but yeah, Warren was a very smart coach. He, he was he was ahead of his time with, uh, with structures and you know how how we played the game. Like we knew coming out of trouble, you know, here, here's our roles. You know, from a set set restart, you knew from scrums. You know, we had little little trick shots and that sort of thing. And if you've got some, some talent and ability in your side, well, you know mm. you go a long way. It goes a long way. But what I've I've, I've I've kind of seen. I've been fortunate enough to last last four or five years to been involved with a state of origin and uh, Freddie's he's not a meticulous sort of coach, but he he surrounds himself with with good people mm. who, who know their roles, and the and the players the players love him. They they, they buy in. It, it's for three games, yeah. Mind you, so it's you know a lot different to what Steve was doing week in and week out. We we had to come up with um, different things. Yeah, mm. uh, something I, I I never never wanted to go into coaching. <laughs> eight, I, what hair I've got. I am trying to hang on to.
1: <laughs> with um with Greg Alexander with him, Brandy who does the breakfast show here, obviously with. With Aussie brandy, yes, yeah, brandy, and it was Craig Fitzgibbon as
0: well. He it's had the, so he's going to have to find
1: someone else this year.
0: Denny Medeiros. yeah, yeah, Paul McGregor's come on board, yeah, um, in. yeah, yeah. Well, Bedsy's involved, Betsy. Um, yep, uh, uh, Joey comes in too. Andrew Johns comes in and lends some support, but 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 really, it, it, it's our it's 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 the spine to put it all together. So it's mm. like Nathan will sit down, Nathan Cleary with with, with Teddy and, and, and Cookie and say, So right here is how we're going to play this, and we'll we'll play to our strengths and. You know, yeah. That way, so it's 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 um, <coughs> excuse me, it's it's fascinating to sit back and watch them in, in video sessions, just uh, pulling a game apart.
1: Yeah. The players themselves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah you, without without a doubt,
1: I've heard Andrew Andrew Johns talk about the fact that he he gets a bit frustrated mm. in the modern day that you don't have. Yeah, you've got the skill, you know everything, but you don't have the football IQ. Mm. And I was interested to hear Cooper Cronk talk a couple of weeks ago on the Matty Johns podcast. He goes. Yeah, it's great. You can go up to a kid and say, oh, that that was really good. How did you do that? And the kid will say, I don't know. And that's when you worry because you're not sure if he can then replicate if he's doing it off the cuff. But how would you say the depth of football IQ is in rugby league, as opposed to, say, where you are at the moment with rugby union?
2: Well, where I am at the moment, I'm working with the very elite players from the English Premiership, and, you know, so there's guys there like Owen Farrell, for instance, who's the the team captain. Like, he's played um, over 100 tests and and played for the British and Irish Lions and won premierships as a captain. So, you know, you're dealing with the very, very best who have played for a long time, or you've got someone like Marcus Smith who will tour Australia, I'm sure, um, number 10 super talented kid who plays for Harlequins, and he's just... uh, a real sort of um, you know, attacking weapon for, for England and also his club team. And they've got great game sense, great game awareness, a little bit like Ciro. You lean on, on those key players. They don't call them the spine and rugby union, but you lean, lean essentially on your spine to come up with a game plan because, um, you know, as a coach, you, you're just part of the collaboration. You want to collaborate with the players and, and get them to come up with, with some ideas because when it's their ideas – um, you know, you know, then they're accountable for, mm. for you know, actually going out in action. And you know, the experience, like what Cyril just said, when I was the Queensland assistant coach, uh, the first thing that um, you know, the guys would do, you know, get JT, Smithy, um, you know, Cooper Cronk, uh, Billy Slater oh, yeah. together, okay, how are we going to play? And they'd come up with it. And you'd sort of sit there as a guy. He was brilliant. Like, just, you're learning <laughs> he yourself. You didn't need a coach. Know. Just, just no, there, you just know? right. What you had to do in those situations, and with a lot of rep teams, is it's not so much about coaching. It's about managing, you know, managing the program and, and getting everyone on the same page. Because, like, for instance, with England, we have – um, you know, players come from you know mm. up to 12 different premiership clubs coming into the camp. So you've got to put your club bag, you know, or leave your club bag in the locker room and come through the door and, and then put the England shirt on. Um, and it's the same with Origin when I experienced that. And, um, so it's a, it's a little bit different. You know, there's a lot of collaboration, but um, you, you lean on those players to come up with a game plan.
1: Is that why Mel was so good as Queensland Origin coach in that
0: era?
2: I've got no doubt. Yeah, you know, you talk, you talk to the players and you listen to Mel. He talks about just, you know, managing the program, so to speak. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just well, he was a just an icon of Queensland Rugby League too. You know, it's mm. a bit like Freddie with New South Wales, and, and and essentially, you know, you've got three or four of the best players of all time playing at, at, at that time together. That's why they they dominate so for so long. Is
1: Earthing going to be back with Freddie this year? Do you think? Probably. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah don't worry, it'll. He'll he'll, he'll come up with something new. Every camp, he'll he'll, come up with something.
1: The way things are going in Sydney, I reckon you might might get trench foot if you do it right now. You're gumbooting.
0: Amongst the the other things, yeah.
1: Still on coaching, Mm -hmm. who was your most – if you can name someone, I'd love it if you came up with a story off the back of it as well, but I understand if you don't want to dip someone in it. But who was the most emotional coach you played under? The guy who would – like, yeah, you'd still learn from, but by jeez, if – if he got going in a annoyed yeah. sense, you'd have to kind of duck and weave a little.
0: Blokes were, yeah, well, emotional. What you mean, cranky? Emotional. <laughs> cranky. Yeah, yeah, I know. It can well, be good emotion well, if well, you blokes, want to put it. That well, way. well, there was none of that in the eighties and nineties. Really made blokes you know with, with with tears and whatnot too. You know, yeah. You had to be a man in those days. Remember? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Look, it. it because uh, we yeah. all love a
1: coaching blow up.
0: Well, well yeah. Oh. Mate, yeah, Warren had a great blow-up in him. Oh, yeah. But then I went from Warren Ryan to Alan Jones. So, so it was – mate, the contrast there was – it was incredible. You I know. could imagine yeah, some yeah, of the words. Well structure. Well, that, but that's, mate, there's some stories about – you know, yeah, for, from from Warren to Alan, there was, that's a funny time, so let me t- – rest assured. Because the, the command
1: that Alan Jones has on the English oh, language yeah, yeah. and equating that to a rugby league dressing room oh, – yeah. I reckon some of the syllables. That Half the Im- front rowers.
0: What's he talking about? I had to sort of go back and, in layman's terms, and explain to what he was talking about. But, but it talked about Nadia Accomanich and Ken Ro being ten out of ten, and Blake said he had no idea what he's talking about. So, it, uh, I mean, I was, I was an older, more experienced player, so I, I kind of understood, and I was a bit, bit more, you know, well versed on, yeah. on, on different things. But some of the young blokes were just scratching their heads, and, and unfortunately, that. Yeah, our results showed that. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> how good?
0: Outstanding. <laughs> <That's> different, <laughs> different. Yeah, I won't. not dive into it. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, don't, you know. don't, don't.
1: But uh, I can imagine yeah. it as well. He he then equate it to like French Revolution battles and things like that. <laughs> and oh, he, yeah, you know, yeah. oh, He's a yeah. very intelligent guy well, with the history lessons and mate, everything.
0: Oh, one of the favorite stories is when he spoke about Winston Churchill and you know, he, yeah, the great yeah English yeah you know, World War Two leader and how he yeah, we came and spoke to. You know, we apparently went back to you know, and and I'll, I'll cut this story down. He Went back to his old college and uh, addressed him and, and and you know, essentially said never ever ever give up. That, yeah, that's all he did. And you know, we're, we're in the sheds and all the blokes go, "Wow!" that's you know, And Alan could deliver a great you know, a great story. And anyway, one of the young blokes said, who'd Winston play." For and, 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 <laughs> it, it's Clive's brother. It, it Any <laughs> relation to Clive? That's right. <laughs> The bloke's looking around, like, oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, James, the, uh, this is not the rugby, the, the rugby boys. Yeah, you're, you're, you're talking to here, but uh, never a dull moment, mate.
1: Good old Winston. He uh, he led England through, a uh, Great Britain through a world war. Do you know what they did the year after the world war? Got rid of him. Got Voted out. him out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Nice Thanks uh, exactly. like that. Hey, one from Steve from Padstow. Um, Sarah, why did you always wear tape around your melon? I'm sure you've told well, this story a few times. Well, maybe I
0: yeah. Well, well but the entire and back row, a lot of bikes wore tape in those days because we actually pushed pushed in scrums. So if you saw some of the ears, the cauliflower ears getting around in the 80s, mm. you'd understand why, mate. So essentially it was just to protect your ears from, from getting sort of Fair getting in scrums and whatnot and... And I did have hair back then too, uh, <laughs> champion. so that's why Steve.
1: Well, <laughs> two of us in this studio wearing hats, and Steve's isn't. So, <laughs> and he's the one that coached. No, How no, does that I'm, make I'm sense? Great, mate. No. Hey, um, back to coaching as well, and a bit on that line of you know bringing up these abstract kind of lines of getting your message across. Can you do that in the modern day? Can you go back and lean on a I don't know a great war battle and and bring it across and to your players, or do it? Is it pretty kind of regimented in terms of? Keep the
2: footy. No, th- theming's exercise. a really big part of coaching because no, you've got yeah. to understand, if, you, if you're trying to say the same thing for, Every, for 40 yeah, weeks, moments, you know. It, yeah, punishing. Yeah, yeah. exactly, Sarah. Yeah. So. Like, <laughs> it does, you know. It gets boring because you think, oh, you know, like, we're just – so so you're finding different themes and it might be a theme to, to come up against one team or, or it could be a theme for a particular, you know, group of three games or four games. Um, you know, so, so theming from coaches is, is enormous now and one of the things that Coaches, you know, when you hear coaches uh, talk about, you know, I'm going on a PD tour, I'm going to, you know, a couple of these clubs in the states, or you know, the, mm. in Europe with soccer, or down to Melbourne, you know, with the AFL clubs. One of the reasons what coaches do that, or, or the big idea they're looking at, is the different themes that that coaches will, ha- will have used. Um, and you come back, and then you sort of create your, you know, you create, you know, three or four different themes that you potentially can use with your group of players. So I think that's um, that's really important. Storytelling, like storytelling, yeah, so storytelling is is an important way to teach, and there's a lot of research around storytelling and the retention of information. So that's a great way to teach.
1: Uh, where did you get to go?
2: I've been all around the place um, as far as like, PD P- yeah. was. Yeah, no, like I, I've been to the states a number of times. Probably the the, the best uh, trip I did to the states was with Simon Goodwin, who's the AFL head coach of the Demons, Alan Richardson, who was St Kilda head coach at the time. Rowan Taylor, the head coach of uh, Swimming Australia. Um, and then we had Darren Holder, who was from Cricket Australia. So we went over there uh, 2019 and, and went to like the Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco Giants, uh, Golden State Warriors, um, Circus de Soleil to look at um, how they teach creativity and how they come up with their different ideas, you know. Mm. So that was a really cool That's experience. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've done uh, multiple sort of trips like that. Um, you know where I've always got a heap out of though. I've, I've got to say, when I go to the AFL clubs, mm. um, Port Adelaide I went to year upon year for about four or five years. Ken Hinckley was there. Michael Voss, who's now at Carlton. So many ideas and they were doing so many great things in and around their meetings and making the meetings interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, Sarah, you get into a meeting and the players the get, get sick oh, You yeah. yeah, get bored. So you come up with
0: different, different Yeah, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. so, so yeah. I've yeah.
2: always found, um, yeah, great, you know, great things or you know, great uh, learnings from that. So did you go to Harvard? Or, or, or no, yeah. I yeah was I did, I've been criticised for that, but really? I know I did. Yeah. So um, actually Aaron Greaves, who now works for Carlton, uh, yeah. he was at Port Adelaide at the time, and, and him and a couple of other coaches went over to Harvard and did um, a leadership course and um, – end of 2017 I went over there so you, you did your case studies before you went and then you, you go over there and actually um, you're on campus there for, for a week which was well, a great experience oh, mate, how, how, and how, at the time two yeah. of the assistant coaches from the Western Bulldogs were over there doing um, the cor- the course next door not my one but we'd uh-huh. get together for dinner and a couple of beers over night time it was just a great That's experience fabulous, yeah, yeah, no, what a
0: great life experience it was mate. a great yeah, life experience You yeah, yeah. had to wear a
2: suit to every lesson um, what? and um, yeah, um, it was, yeah it was crazy um, I was the only person from sport in my class like, everyone else was like um, CEOs or GMs because it was for people who have already um, done, um, you know, degrees, yeah. so to speak. So it was like a, uh, a professional development um, postgraduate. Type postgraduate, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah no, so it was, it was really cool. Um, but it was obviously aimed at, um, you know, the, the business world. Business world, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but you, yeah. You, you might get a lesson or two. I thought it was really good. Yeah, oh, I yeah. enjoyed it. i was yeah. just looking
1: at the yeah, list of people who have gone through Harvard and, yeah, it's like a who's who like Nobel prize winners, Pulitzer prize winners. When well, you go there, there's a,
2: there's a famous, um, you know, there's a famous statue there that everyone goes and gets their photo, photo with there, you know, so like, it was just a really cool experience. And uh, as I said, it was a, a, an opportunity that South Sydney provided for me, um, mm. you know, as part of my um, professional development funding yeah, and, right. yeah. um, and, and, Aaron Greaves, as I said, who now works for Carlton, he he had done it and just said, mate, I've got a heap out of this. Um, and you'll, you'll be in a classroom with, with people from all other industries. And, Interesting. Um, Yeah, yeah, so I was only there for a week, but it was a really cool experience.
0: Did you make any contacts that you've stayed in touch
2: with? Um, Well, with the Western Bulldogs guys. Yeah, and they were in the class next door, so yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, So so that was really good. And the other guys in the room, like, you know – Bounced around the room, said, "Oh, where are you from?" Or whatever. I said, "Oh, you know, I'm um, coach at South Sydney Rabbitohs with a rugby league team, and no one knew what rugby league was in the room, so I had to drop Russell Crowe's oh. name. Oh. And say, oh. well, you know, Russell Crowe, Crow, Crow, the famous actor, is, uh, is the Let's owner of the club. You, yeah. and, and then, and then you get a bit, got a yeah. bit of interest, but um, no, it, was, it. Was a really good, it was a, a good um, learning experience. Yeah, spirit,
1: yeah. So that was in depth uh, with seeds after the break. Um, because our uh, other man in here, Sarah, is wearing his Balmain Tigers uh, cap really proudly. we we'll might get into a bit more detail about the West Tigers and Balmain as well, their side of things, and maybe touch on the Junior Grand Finals, which are going on yeah. this weekend as well. You're with Crunch Time. Thanks to Izuzu. Back in a moment.